How's it going, Believing Church family? We are thrilled that you have decided to join us for worship today as we are continuing with our series called Dinner with Jesus. You see, this is important because as people who happen to be, well, people, we understand that when it comes to meals and dinners, there's something very important about those things. You see, that's important to us because when you think about it, everything that ends up being important tends to have meals associated with it. Think about this, holidays, whether it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, even Easter, Typically, it, it culminates in a meal. What about birthdays or anniversaries, graduations, and even weddings? These are important moments in our lives that can't help but to be celebrated with the idea of gathering together with people you love and having a meal. But let's think deeper about this. It's, it's not just the areas of celebration that causes us to bring together people for a meal. Why is that? Because it's not just times of celebration that are marked as important in our lives. Think about this. You have the tragedy or the breakup in your life. What tends to happen? A friend comes to you and maybe it's ice cream that you eat. Nevertheless, there's food that's associated with that event in your mind. What about a tragedy or death or even funerals? Most of us have been a part of something heartbreaking happening in our lives, and we have people who will show up, drive to our house with food, hoping to fellowship with us that somehow, this event in our lives won't bring us completely down. You see, whether it is the highest of highs or even the lowest of lows, these moments of importance in our lives tend to be connected with this idea of food. But what do you do when you know that there are memories in your life, that there are trials that you went through that don't seem to get out of your way, the issues of your past. Well, one of the things that we are going to see today that even when things aren't pleasant, even when it seems that things can't be overcome, scripture will help us to see that through Jesus, we can overcome our past. Let's pray. Jesus, we look to you and your word today. We pray that you would guide us, that you would help us to see the truth that you provide clearly through your word, the Holy Bible. Lord, we pray that you would prepare us to receive it, that you would help us to implant it in our lives, and that you would help us to live it out for those around us who need you. Grace us now with the promise of your presence. 
In Jesus' name, amen. So guys, we are actually going to be looking at the book of Luke. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 9, where we will talk about this guy that you've probably heard of before. His, his name is Zacchaeus. Z Zacchaeus is a guy that most of us have probably heard because of church versions of nursery rhymes. You know, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Yeah, and there's all this other stuff about him climbing a sycamore tree, but I want us to know that there are powerful lessons that we can learn here, and we're going to see this as we dive into our text and we read, and I'll be reading to you today Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 9 from the English Standard Version of the Scriptures. Let's read. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He is going to be a guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, and I have cheated people on their taxes. I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this house today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. As we look at this passage, there are, there are a few things that I want us to take from this as we glean, but the first thing I want us to know is that the lost are looking for something, not knowing what the something is, and not even knowing completely why it is they're looking for that something. You see, in verse 3, we see that Zacchaeus, he, he wanted to get a look at Jesus. The scripture says that he, he climbed a tree because he was a short man and, and, he, and he wanted to see him, but the crowd was so big that Zacchaeus decided to climb up a tree to see Jesus. This is what we have to realize is that, that, that the scripture says that Zacchaeus wanted to get a look at Jesus. It, it doesn't say that he wanted to get a look at Jesus because he was hoping to be saved or that he was hoping that somehow his sins would be washed away or that somehow he automatically knew that Jesus was the answer to all of his questions and all of his hopes and the, the resolution to all of his fears. But Zacchaeus wants to get a look at Jesus. You see, Jesus had something of a, of, a, of a reputation. 
Now, now we don't we don't know what all was in Zacchaeus's mind as he's thinking about 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 Jesus, but whatever it was, Zacchaeus was intrigued. Maybe it heard the stories of this miracle-working Jesus, and he, I want I want to see him. Everybody's talking about this this person. I want to see him. His his. His being intrigued was so great that he was willing to put upon himself the identity of a, of a child climbing a tree to, to see this Jesus. Now, here's the thing that you can't miss when you think about this and you think about Zacchaeus. You can't, you can't miss it. So in this moment, it's not necessarily that Zacchaeus is in love with Jesus. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's not that. It's, it's just that Jesus' reputation hasn't put him in the I can't stand that guy territory. Check that out again. It's not that Zacchaeus is looking here at Jesus and, oh, Jesus is the love of my life. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Jesus is the one whom I owe everything. That's not where we're at yet. But where we are is that Jesus' reputation is at least something that Zacchaeus hasn't summarily dismissed him because of his reputation. Maybe something Zacchaeus had done before with other religious people in his life. You see, Jesus shows us the power of being godly without having to be off-putting. Jesus shows us the, the power of walking in grace and truth, that there was nothing in Jesus that was sinful. There was nothing in Jesus that was capitulating to the world around him. But yet there was something about this Jesus that intrigued people around him that they wanted to, as Zacchaeus did, get a look at him. You see, when Jesus does this, he knows that people are looking at him, even though they don't know the real reason. But I, but, but I want us to check this out for our next point. And it's this, that Jesus knows the why behind what's going on because Jesus is on a mission. Check this out. Verse 5, this is what it says. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest at your home today. Again, when Jesus came by, Jesus looked up at Zacchaeus. Like the place where, where Zacchaeus went and he climbed up a tree, Jesus got there. He looked up. He saw Zacchaeus and called him by name. My brothers and sisters, the, the grace in this passage is not that Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus, but, but the grace in this passage is that Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus. You see, Jesus knew exactly where he was and called him by his name. 
Now, here's the thing that, 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 that I think resonates with, with all of us because it's interesting. We can, we can hear that, that, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't Zacchaeus looking for Jesus. Yeah, he wanted to get a look at him, but that it, was, that it was Jesus who was looking for Zacchaeus. We might get that, but I want us to think about it from a perspective that most of us have been in before in our life, and it's the perspective of a child who's lost. I know that there have been times in my life where, when I was young, you'd be lost. You're, you're looking, like, like you're, you're, look, you're looking around, you're hoping, you're hoping that you're found. You, you get to this place where there's this, this panic and there's people around you. And I know for me, it's like, well, I, I, can't, I can't find my mom, I can't, I can't find my dad, I can't, I can't find my family. And, and here's the thing that happens in the midst of that fear, at least for me, and I'm pretty sure it would be for you, in the midst of that fear that you feel on the inside, it is this, that, 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 that my hope was not rooted in my desire to find my parents. Of course I wanted to find them. But my desire to find them in and of myself only led to anxiety. But check this out. My, 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 my hope and my joy and my feelings of things are going to be okay was rooted in the fact that I knew my parents would never stop looking for me. That it didn't matter how afraid I got, or it didn't matter how long I was away, it wasn't going to be a thing of, after one minute, oh, we can't find them, let's move on. After one year, no, we can't find them, let's move on. That they would never stop looking for me, the one that they loved. And so as we think about this, we must contend with the reality that Jesus will continue to seek and look and find because he is on a mission, as he says himself, to seek and save the lost. But, but, but here's, here's the thing that I want you to know. Jesus is on that mission all day, every day, for sinners like you and sinners like me, but, but I want you to know that that wasn't the only, that wasn't the only mission of Jesus. Jesus is also, and Jesus was also, on a mission for relationship. Not just a mission to find, not just a rescue mission, but also on a mission for relationship. Again, verse 5, Jesus doesn't just say, hey, Zacchaeus. He doesn't just look at him and say, Zacchaeus, hey, found you. That, that's not it. He doesn't just say, hey, I found you. You're no longer lost. This is not some celestial game of hide and seek. But this is what Jesus does. He says, Z Zacchaeus, get out of that tree quickly. Get down because I must be a guest in your home today. I must be a guest 
in your home today. This is, this is what I want us to, to realize, and this is the point when we look at verse 5 here. It's this, that Jesus doesn't allow his status as rescuer to impede his persistence for relationship. That Jesus doesn't, doesn't look at this situation and, and think, oh, my status as the one who rescues makes it to where I don't think about this whole relationship. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not what Jesus does at all. Because we have to realize this as people who live now in the year of our Lord, 2023. Helping people is not the same thing as loving people. Let me, let, let me say that again, because I don't think the person sitting on their couch right now heard what I said, or maybe you didn't get it. It is this, that just because you help somebody does not necessarily mean that you love that person. You see, Jesus isn't okay simply with finding Zacchaeus and then just moving on. No, 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 no. Jesus recognizes the importance of this missional moment. He understands something that Zacchaeus hasn't even comprehended yet. And it's this. Jesus realizes that he has to be a guest in Zacchaeus' home. And you might be thinking, how Jesus going to do that? How he just going to invite himself over to Zacchaeus' house like that? Because Jesus isn't looking at this in the same way that you might look at this or that I might look at this. Jesus isn't looking at this situation as a, as a, as a, as a, as a first responder answering a call. Jesus is looking at this situation as, as, as a parent who just found their child. And so Jesus has to celebrate this because Jesus is saying, the one who I love who was lost, he is now found. The one whom I love who was out there and had no hope now has hope because he is with me. Zacchaeus, get out of that tree and I'm coming to your house today because this has to be celebrated. My child has come home. Jesus sees this for what it is, a missional moment worth celebrating. Because Jesus does not see people who are lost as just this first responder thing. Oh my goodness, they, they need help. I gotta, I gotta get them. They were in a car crash. I'm gonna cut them out. And, and don't get me wrong, like that is, that is great. That is great. I know if I'm in a car accident, I want the first responders to come get me. But I'm not expecting the first responders to have a desire to have a relationship with me after they have done their job. But Jesus is not a first responder in this situation. He is a parent in this situation, a brother in this situation, a family member in this situation who has been on a mission to find the one whom he loves, the one who has been lost, and they have now been found, and it must be celebrated. So Jesus 
the reason this relationship thing is so important is because like G Jesus doesn't just find Zacchaeus. He doesn't just have a relationship with Zacchaeus, but Jesus in the midst of a meal, in the context of a meal, he completely overcomes Zacchaeus' past and the issues that he'd been dealing with. You see, we see in the beginning of the passage that it says that, that, that Zacchaeus was, a, was, a, was the chief tax collector and he had gotten very rich. The reason that this is important is because back in those days, kind of what would happen is, you know, you would have a, you would have a person who was a tax collector and they would, yes, like they would grab, they would get the taxes, which there's, there's nothing wrong with someone um, needing to collect taxes. But what would happen, these folks got rich by defrauding people and not only taking what was owed for taxes, but taking a lot more where they would line their own pockets with what was happening. And, 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 and as such, these tax collectors were people who were hated in society. These tax collectors were viewed as people who were no good. These tax collectors were the outcast when it came to the people, and especially religious people. And that's, that, that's why when we look at verse 7, it says that the people were displeased because Jesus had gone to be the guest of, check this out, a notorious sinner. He had, he had become the guest of a the notorious sinner. But, but, but Zacchaeus, verse 8 says, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor. And he says, and if I have cheated people, Lord, on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. Who is Abraham? Abraham is an Old Testament figure. Why do we, why do we revere Abraham? Because of Abraham's faith. We, we talk about Abraham as, as, the, as the, the father of faith. So Jesus is, is here and, and he's saying that this is a, a true son of Abraham. So this is a true son of, of faith. And he says this, check this out in verse 10. For the son of man came to seek and save those who were lost. Now, this is the section where it's real easy to miss the point by simply focusing on what Zacchaeus did. Like, yes, Zacchaeus is to be commended for what he did. All right, preacher guy, what exactly did he do? I'm glad you asked. Let, let's, let's look at the passage here again. All right, so he's over, he's over there. Zacchaeus is with Jesus. They're in the context of his home. There's this big gathering there, and, 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 the, and the people are displeased. And Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and, and he said, hey, I'm giving half, like half of all my stuff, I'm giving it away. And then he also says, the people who I've cheated, meaning the people who he like 
overly took tax money from, that he was not just going to give it back, but four times what he, what he took for them. He was going to more than just give back. He was going to abundantly restore what he, what he took. And so what's interesting here is even though Zacchaeus is to be commended for his, how shall I say this, his generosity, yes, and his willingness to restore what needed to be restored in the lives of other people. But you got to know this, like that is not how his past was overcome. It's not how his past was overcome. Check, check this out. Like you, you, got, you, gotta, you gotta hear this. Because what you are about to hear right now is the single most important part of this entire message. It's this. Zacchaeus didn't overcome his past. Jesus did. Zacchaeus didn't overcome his past. Jesus did. How? All right, look, look at verse 7. The, the people were displeased that Jesus had gone to be the guest of, check this out, a notorious sinner. Look at verse 9. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. I think y'all missed that, so I gotta say I gotta say that again. All right, so Zacchaeus didn't overcome his past; Jesus did. Check this out, verse seven: the people were displeased at Zacchaeus, the notorious sinner. Verse seven, verse nine. But Jesus responded: this man is now a son of Abraham or a man of faith. Let me say that in another way for the people who are at home and they're on the couch. You see, verse 7 says that the people were upset and the people called him lost. The people called him not saved. The people called him unholy. The people called him not worthy. The people called him despicable. The people called him everything but a child of God. But Jesus responded and Jesus says, no, 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 no. This is my child. This is the one whom I went after. This is the one whom I called by name. This is the one who I see faith in and he is a son of Abraham, a man of Faith. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but there are some of you, you are so concerned about what people are saying in your life, and you need to be thinking about what Jesus says. Yes, that's what you did, but Jesus responded. Yes, that's what you said, but Jesus responded. Yes, you made a mess, but Jesus responded, and when Jesus responds, he responds in the best way possible. Jesus comes, and he responds with restoration and he says not only are you not what you were but you also now are what you don't deserve what you are now is my child what you are now is redeemed what you are now is called holy and a royal priesthood everything that you don't think you are I say you are and I don't care what they say and that is the grace in this passage that Jesus overcomes our past. 
by his work through the cross as he seeks and saves people like you and like me. But here's, here's the thing that I, that, that, that I, that I want us to, to think about when we think about Zacchaeus. Because this is the point, like it's so easy for us to think, okay, like if I want to, uh, if I want to be good or I want to overcome my past, like I got I to gotta give away half of my stuff or I, gotta, or, or, or I have to just be so generous. Maybe I have to give every single thing I have to the church as though somehow you're going to generosity away your sin or that somehow you're going to be able to give away, give away, give away all these things to be made right with God. My brothers and my sisters, if you could do that, then why in the world would Jesus come to endure all that he endured if all we had to do was somehow give our way into the kingdom? But that's not it. The work of Jesus is what does it, and we know that. But what tends to get most of us is Again, verse seven, we, 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 know, we, we know that like we have the haters <laughs> who, are, who are out there, like the people who remember all the things that you used to be, all the things that you used to do, you know, all those things that you are ashamed to bring up, all the things that you wish would just go away. Yeah, they, they know them, they know them. And they, they, they continue. They, they continue to, to remind you. And there's this, this conversation that happens internally and even externally at times where we feel the need to respond, to justify. But here's what's interesting here. When you look at verse seven, eight, and nine. The people in verse seven, they call Zacchaeus a notorious sinner. Zacchaeus doesn't respond to them in verse eight. What Zacchaeus does is respond to what Jesus has done for him. And you can't miss this. In verse nine, the people that Zacchaeus didn't even have to lift his voice to respond to. Jesus responds to them. Jesus responds to those naysayers. Jesus responds to those people who are calling out his family member. They call him notorious sinner. Not Zacchaeus responds. But Jesus responds. And this is a pivotal moment in the, in the life of Zacchaeus and it's all happening here in the context of this meal. It's a pivotal moment that we, we can't just, just see as this simple like church nursery rhyme. Jesus is helping Zacchaeus know that the way to overcome his past is to give the responsibility of his past to Jesus. Zacchaeus 
responds to Jesus as Lord so much that Zacchaeus is willing to say, because you are my Lord, I will believe what you have said about me, so much so that I won't even feel the need to defend myself against them. And what this means for us now, because these, these, these people who were against Zacchaeus, you know, like all of us have that. All of us have people in our lives that we know have something against us. And sometimes it's rightly because of the things that we've done. And they don't want to agree with you about the change that Jesus has made in your life. But the thing that we can take away from this passage is this. If they don't believe what Jesus has done in your life, their issue is not with you. Their issue is with Jesus. And so I hope that that reality gives you the peace that you desire, the ability to rest, the ability to know that you don't have to fight your own battles, that the one who rescued you from sin and death called you by name desire to be in relationship with you and commune with you. That the one who did all that for you is also the one who's willing to stand up for you, defend you, continually remind you that you are the person that he was willing to come to this place and die for. I pray that if you are a person today and you've been looking and not knowing why, if you've been searching, looking, perhaps that's the way that you've thought about believing, that you're here, you don't, you don't even know why. There's just, there's just something about this place. I want you to know, you might not know why, but I do. Jesus does. It's because he's on a rescue mission for you. And that everything that has happened to Zacchaeus here Jesus wants to be your reality today. If you want that to be your reality, if you've been looking for something, but somewhere in the midst of this sermon, you've realized that you need Jesus, I want you to know Jesus wants you. And the Bible makes it clear. All you have to do is look to Jesus and believe 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says this, you shall, not might, not possibly, but you shall be saved, rescued, redeemed, called by name, brought into relationship with the family. If that is you, we invite you to fill out your yellow card or we even invite you, if you're online right now, we invite you to contact this church and we will get you started on this path towards the Jesus who has found you and saved your soul. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for Jesus who is indeed our rescuer, but we also thank you for the Jesus who is our redeemer and relationship maker, the one who stands in the gap for us, the one who battles the accusations that seek to bring us down. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that they would know that they have access as well to overcome their past. Grace them with your presence, your love, your grace, and your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.